Welcome to another episode of Positive Profit. I'm your host, Kara Brothers, and I'm going rogue today. I am stepping away for just a moment from my Carib series to bring you a fan favorite post on my Dog Treat Bakers Facebook group. This happens to be a recurring post, and it's a question that I get all of the time, and it has to do with what bakers want to know before they start a dog treat business. So don't let misinformation steer you down the wrong path. If you've been thinking about starting a dog treat business or already launched your dog treat business, this is an episode you don't want to miss. Welcome to the Positive Profit Podcast. I'm Kara Brothers, dog treat business owner and collector of way too many cute cookie cutters. Do you love to bake treats for your dog? and think about starting or growing your own home-based dog treat business, but you're unclear about how to do all the things to make it successful, sister, I've been there, and we've got this. If you want to step into your potential and turn your passion into profit, listen and learn with the other bakers in the pack to get clarity and confidence to bake dog treats from home, make money, and of course, pet all the dogs while you're at it. Give your dog a treat Grab one for yourself and join our brigade of positive profiteers and let's dig into the episode. Welcome back, Dog Treat Bakers. There is a common question from new members in my group about how to start a dog treat business and what they need to know to get started. It is phrased in different ways, but here's the gist. I want to start a dog treat business. What do I need to know before I get started? And sometimes they'll even throw in, and I live in Connecticut, or I live in Florida, or Pennsylvania, something like that. I took a sample of these responses to formulate the top answers and the top questions. Sometimes we just don't know what we don't know. And I want all of you to know, I want you to be informed and prepared and successful and profitable in your dog treat businesses. This is information I wish I knew before I started out and I found out along the way. So it's great if you haven't yet launched or maybe you already have an established business and may not know, I wanna bring you this information. So when I started out, the very first thing I did was, what, what did I do? I hear the Jeopardy theme song going in my head. Did I purchase a cookie cutter? No, I didn't. I purchased a course. Okay. That's where I happened to start. Um, I didn't do any research at all. I didn't know I had to. I didn't even know the right questions to ask. And there came a point in the course that I had purchased where it addressed vague guidelines for state regulations. However, virtually nothing was mentioned about the state where I live, California. I saw information about almost every other state except except where I live. And the information from reading the requirements for other states, both in the course and from the student posts in their private Facebook group was really encouraging. I got excited. But on the other hand, I couldn't find a single person in that Facebook group who actually lived in California who could shed any light on exactly what the rules were for California except for three people, all right? Those three people all had different answers, even the course creator. Some said that a guaranteed analysis or a GA 
was not required for California. And that was someone who was doing business in California. Others said, yep, Californians can bake at home. But none of them had actually obtained their California pet food processors permit. This got me a little concerned. And that's what prompted me to do hours and hours and hours and hours of research on my own to find out everything I could about what the rules are and regulations for my state. The first thing that caught my attention, like a train wreck, was that my state required me to manufacture dog treats in a commercial kitchen. Talk about having the wind let out of your sails. My dreams of baking at home and having this nice little retirement, you know, cushy set my own schedule just at home business under the cottage food operation quickly evaporated. Nope, couldn't do it. I think I was near the end of the course when I found all all this information. The topics I'm going to talk about today should help build your foundational research of your dog treat business. So before you begin buying cute cookie cutters, thermal printing, great packaging, logos, things like that, or any dog treat baking course, I hope you are listening to this podcast, watching this video. I recommend that you do get your advice directly from the agency you will be dealing with. I'm guessing that there are a few vendors who aren't running their business legally and they may not even know it. So depending on your state or the states you plan to sell, there are a lot of rules and regulations to follow. It can be confusing, it can be expensive, sometimes it can be discouraging, but hopefully that doesn't keep you from trying because the rewards are so worth it on many levels. Here's a spreadsheet I put together of the top responses that people wanted new members to know who asked the question, what do I need to know before I start a dog treat business? And there were 10 things that came up most frequently. These aren't in order, but I'll briefly touch about them and then we'll talk about them later in more detail. First is the setup cost. Of course, it costs money to to start a business, but things you should know is licensing costs money. The guaranteed analysis for your treats, all of that costs money as well, along with a business license, insurance, maybe your phone bills being paid out of the business and getting an LLC. Along with all of your kitchen equipment, there's all of the business side of the setup that is going to be a factor. And the setup cost came up 5% of the time. The time cost involved to run your business, that topic came up 6.3% of the time. Of course, as a business owner, you know that we wear all the hats, of course. And if you can get help from a friend or a loved one or a family member, that makes it even better, especially when you're in those time crunch periods like packaging and labeling, and even someone to help you out during in-person events to help run your booth, to stay at the booth while you run to the restroom, go get food, things like that. So there is a time cost involved, and that's something that you should know before you start your dog treat business. Another one was getting insurance. That came up 7.5% of the time. Most of us use one of two companies, Next or Flip. I'm sure there's others out there, but those seem to be the two most popular ones for dog treat bakers. Checking with your local agriculture department, that came up the most frequently, 22.5%. It's a very important part of establishing your business to make sure it's adhering to those rules and regulations for whatever your local agriculture department says is necessary for having a dog treat business. Checking with your state and local city about requirements of selling dog treats, 
and every state is different. So what somebody may be doing over here, don't worry about what they're doing over there. You need to find out what's happening with your state because that's where it's going to apply for you. That came up 13.8% of the time. Very, very important. Even get down to the city level where maybe you need a business permit or a business license. Maybe your city doesn't require one. Maybe you need a permit to sell at your local farmer's market. Maybe not. Maybe you can sell in these designated areas. You know, it just depends. You're going to have to to find out and check. Getting an LLC, that's a topic that came up 6.3% of the time. I personally do not have an LLC set up. Um, California is very costly to get an LLC, so I've chosen not to get one. And that was upon advice from the Small Business Administration in my town with what my situation was. But it's a topic that came up again 6.3% of the time. Guaranteed analysis for testing your treats is also something you should know before you start a business. This is a topic that came up 8.8% of the time, and it's a really important one. Not only is there a cost involved for every sample you send into the lab for them to test and give you the guaranteed analysis back or the GA, that's really crucial information that you will need on the back of your label. Does everybody need a guaranteed analysis? The answer is yes. And you'll find out why later in the episode, we have some words from someone at AAFCO and you won't want to miss that. What came up also very frequently, and I cannot stress this enough, I think this is probably the most important step. Do not skip this step. Trust me. Make the calls to these different agencies that apply to your state, your city, things like that. Do the research. It's all online and it's all there for you. You can do it yourself. You don't have to hire anyone to do this for you. Doing the research online is where I would start to familiarize yourself with what's local for you. And then, of course, if they have phone numbers, dig for those phone numbers, okay? Make the calls because then you get to ask questions and pick their brains. This legwork is so very important. Getting the information right from the source is best. Getting an employer identification number or an EIN, that is a topic that came up 3.8% to make sure you're all square during tax time. And then what came up 10% is to sell out of state, like you might do on Etsy, or you might do with your own website. You must be registered in that state. So let's say you live in Florida, but you want to sell to California or New York or Texas. You've got to be registered with the state. That means not only will you be checking your local agricultural department in Florida and your state department and maybe even the town you live in in Florida, you're going to be checking with the state and Department of Agriculture in Texas or or New York or California. To sell out of state, you need to be registered in that state. These are the 10 most important things to know before starting a dog treat business and how they break down. And we're going to get into each of those individually right now. So we just reviewed the spreadsheet. And let's review all the topics one by one. These are answers from some of our members in the group, the Dr. Baker's Facebook group. And so I wanted to share these answers. I've gone through them, vetted them all. They're all correct. And I wanted to share them with you because it offers a lot of great information if you're just starting out or maybe you already launched and you weren't quite sure 
please, please, please stay tuned and listen. First is check with your local agriculture department. As I said earlier, you can pick their brain. Definitely do that research. Check for their requirements. Some have online info that you can go and check out. That's probably where you're going to start first. You're going to Google, you know, agricultural department for wherever you live. And you're going to do that research first. Find the phone numbers though. Find them, call them. See if you can speak to an actual person because you might have the information online, but sometimes it's not phrased in a way that makes sense or You might have a question, but not sure what answer really fits that question. So try to find the phone numbers and call them. For me in California, I really didn't deal so much with my local agriculture department. I dealt with the California Department of Public Health Food and Drug Branch, and that's who my contact was through. I emailed so many times that she eventually gave me her phone number and we got to talk. And I got to pick her brain about all kinds of things. Someone else in the group says, your best bet is to check with your DOA, Department of Agriculture. They can be your best resource and have been super helpful for me. And I've called and emailed them with tons of questions, says somebody else, which was also my experience. Someone else goes on to say, the very best advice I can give you is to start with your state's Department of Agriculture. Then you need to contact your local state and city government to see what requirements they have and if they will let you obtain a business license to operate this type of business from your home. Start with the Department of Agriculture and go to step two. The second thing that you need to know before you start a business is to check with your local state and city about requirements of selling dog treats. The reason? Each state is different. So what someone might be doing over here isn't necessarily what you're going to be doing because you live over here. So make sure you check what is local to you. Among countless comments, one theme was present when it came to this topic, and that is every single state is different in some way. Someone says, I researched for months and I got on the phone before I ever started. You've got to do the work required. In some states, you have to form an LLC and have an EIN number before you can even register with the DOA. There is a yearly fee, plus each treat to register has a fee per year at the DOA. To sell at certified farmers markets, you have to have liability insurance. Be registered with the state revenue department as well. Check with county and local offices for their requirements. Fantastic advice. Yes, yes, double, triple yes. I don't know what state they're in. Doesn't matter. You're going to check for your state all of these things, okay? Third, guaranteed analysis for testing your treats. All treats have to be lab tested for guaranteed analysis. Some states even require you to use their preferred lab. Someone says, to get practice in, I have training clients volunteering their dogs as taste testers. The reason this is important is because You want to be sure the sample you are sending in is from a recipe that's a banger. You want a banger recipe, right? You want to make sure that you already know dogs love this, that customers want to buy this. So have some volunteer dogs, whether it's friends or family, anyone, right? You're not going to sell these treats because at this point you don't have a license. You don't have registration. These, These treats haven't been tested. They don't have their guaranteed analysis, but you can give them away in exchange for important feedback. And perhaps you want to 
you know, depending on how friendly you are with them, you might want to have a, a really short form with a couple questions printed out that they can quickly fill out or get back to you, or even do a Google form, get their email address, send them a Google form and the treats in exchange for their feedback, filling out that form so you can gather the data so you can know, is this a treat that's going to be popular, then pay the money to send it to the lab and get it tested. Someone writes, some states require each product to have an accurate and approved label that has been registered. For them, where they live, it's $75 each for each treat. That is not the case where I live in California, but check your state. While some states don't require registration for each label, you only need to submit each label for approval with no fee. The licensing fee covers the products. Now I want to show you an email that I sent to the AAFCO, the Association of American Feed Control Officials. I had a question about guaranteed analysis. Hello, I'm doing some research for my new podcast, Positive Profit. It's a podcast to help others learn to start and grow an all-natural dog treat business. And I had a question about guaranteed analysis. Is a GA required in every state for dog treats? I ask because I also run a private Facebook group just for dog treat bakers, and many tell me that a GA is not required in their state. I did a Google search to see which states didn't require a GA, but I wasn't able to find this information. When I looked at the FDA website about information on marketing a pet food product, I found that according to the AAFCO model regulations, all pet food products should have a section of the label titled Guaranteed Analysis. My interpretation of this statement leads me to believe that all pet foods need a GA. Thus, no state is exempt from this requirement. Because my Facebook group has over 4,000 members, with some making the claim that their state does not require a GA, I'm writing an episode for my podcast about information on marketing a pet food product, and I want to make sure that the information about which states require a GA is correct, which is why I'm writing to you. And you guys, they email back the next day. I didn't see it until much later. This was at the end of November. And they say, hello, Kara. Thanks for reaching out with your question and best of luck on your new podcast. Unfortunately, there always seems to be some misinformation floating around online and pet treat labeling is not immune to it. In the U.S., animal food, which includes pet treats and pet foods, is regulated on two levels, federally by the Food and Drug Administration, and then additionally on the state level. You can find the federal labeling requirements located in 21 CFR Part 501. Each state generally has a commercial feed law and regulations that go into more detail than the requirements listed in Part 501. And most of the state feed regulations mirror the AFCO model pet food regulations, which do require a GA, like you mentioned. I'm not aware of any state that exempts products from needing to list the GA. Two other items that may be worth mentioning to your audience. Number one, most states require some form of registration or licensing in order to sell pet treats. 
AAFCO produces a table with all the state requirements each year in our official publication. Many smaller dog treat bakers are not aware of these requirements. Number two, AAFCO just approved the most sweeping change to our model pet food regulation in 40 years under the Pet Food Label Modernization Initiative. You can find more information at the link below, but information related to GAs will be changing to a new nutrition facts box over the next few years. I was so, so grateful that he emailed me back and answered directly the question I had about a guaranteed analysis and do all states need one? Short answer, emphatic yes. I'll be linking the AFCO website as well as where you can find their official publication as well for your state's requirement. And also, I'm going to go ahead and link the new nutrition facts box that's that the GAs will be changing to. They sent a link for this too. So I'm thrilled that they sent this email to me and wanted to make sure you guys knew the information. So yay. Number four, something you should know before you start a dog treat business. I cannot stress number four enough, you guys. I'm getting excited just thinking about telling you about it. Don't skip this step, please make the calls, do the research online. It's all there for you. You can do this all by yourself. You've got this. You know, I would only add that part of being an entrepreneur and starting your business is figuring out how to figure things out. If you expect things to be handed to you and you can't put in the work to research legal requirements, come up with recipes, etc., then maybe owning a dog treat business is not for you. You've got to be very determined to make this work, but you can, you can make this work. Lots of us do, and it's so amazingly rewarding. Somebody says, get on the phone and call them. It takes a lot of legwork and researching. You have to do your part to protect yourself. Every state is different. Somebody else writes, it's a lot of legwork filling out paperwork with different agencies, testing recipes, sending them to labs for guaranteed analysis. The cost adds up quickly before you've even sold one package. It can be done, and many have crossed the finish line. Hard work and investments will pay off, but you have to have the want to and the time and the effort to put in. Somebody else says you can do it on your own with making phone calls and legwork. The classes and courses do not give you the exact instructions, just guides. The rest is up to you. Every state is different and nobody can give you personalized laws that you have to abide by. It requires a lot of research on your part. You have to do the legwork and you can do this. Lastly, somebody else says, because this is the theme, right? Get ready for legwork on your own. It's a lot and no one person can tell you what your city and state requires. Every state is different. I would find out the information directly from the agency themselves and put in the work. Once you know, you know. And once you know, then it's smooth sailing. Then you know exactly what to do. And then the fun part of the business begins, right? Number five, to sell out of state, you must be registered in that state. It is true. Regarding sellers on Etsy, somebody says, if they're not doing this, they are not following the regulations and they could face hefty fines and penalties. 
I just read of someone who knew of someone who did not follow the registration and licensing, etc., and they got charged a bunch of fines and they were banned from any pet services for seven years. It happens. Somebody else says Etsy does not take care of mailing to other states and those issues about being registered. They don't figure that out for you. Those options are there. Etsy gives you the options to sell to other states. But whether it's legal for you to do that, that's on you. Someone says there was a girl who sold on Etsy and she was not registered in the states she sold to. And a Department of Agriculture agent from a different state ordered her treats. Yep, ordered them. And she got slapped with a certified letter. It was a huge legal mess and cost her a fortune. People think they can get away with it and they can't. You never know who is ordering. That's a wake up call. Somebody else says it is 100% on the seller to be legal in every state they are shipping to. In order to sell out of state, you must be registered in each state you want to sell to, not just yours. There's a lot to it. Nobody can tell you what your state requires. You have to find out for yourself. It's all different. You just need to get on the phone and research, okay? So depending on the rules and your states or the states you plan to sell, there's a lot going on, a lot you have to follow. But do you have to sell to other states? No, you don't. Maybe right away you choose just to sell in your own state and you just want to do in-person events and you just want to do markets and things like that. That might be a great way to get started. And once budget allows and things like that, then you can open it up to find out, okay, now I want to sell to California and find out what they require and get registered in, in, in whatever state you want to sell in. It might be good to add that down the road. Number six, the setup cost. Also a great thing you should know before you get started. Somebody says in the beginning, I could not agree with this more. In the beginning, keep it simple. Don't go buying tons of different tools and spend so much money on all the crazy recipes. Build a base first with a simple recipe and go from there. Fantastic advice. Somebody says, this is not a cheap business to get into. There's a lot of rules and regulations to follow. However, if you're passionate about starting this business and you're able to, it's rewarding. Nothing worth doing is easy. Number seven, the time cost involved and how incredibly hard this can be to do all by yourself. Someone says when they started, they did everything themselves. And as business picked up, it became almost impossible to keep up with all the emails, orders, shipping, delivery, baking, decorating, packaging, supply shopping, bookkeeping, social media, maintaining a website, paying bills, doing events, etc., etc. We know when you wear a business and it's just you, you wear all of those hats. It can be time consuming. And unless you are very organized, have a lot of energy, it can, it can be tough to do it all yourself. The good news is if you're doing it from home, you can set your own schedule, which is so fantastic. The idea of working at home and being able to be flexible and change things around as you want. You're your own boss, right? There will be times where it's helpful to have someone else do this with, like when you are packaging and labeling, even events, someone else there to cover the booth when you need to run to the restroom or get something to eat or when it gets busy. Somebody else says, as my business grew, it became harder and harder. It took me a long time before I got to the point that I felt that I could afford help. It almost broke me. 
But now my BFF and I run the business together and things are great. Awesome. Someone else says baking is a lot of work and time consuming. Do what you can and give yourself grace when you don't finish everything you want on the first try. That's true. (laughs) Grace is very helpful, even for yourself. We give it to others a lot, but giving it to ourselves is important. I want to thank you so much for sticking with me through this entire episode. It was a really, really important one, and I didn't want to wait to share it with you. I hope you're all having a fantastic holiday time. I am just so honored that you are here with me all the time, listening to my episodes, watching my shows. If you guys have questions or comments, I would love to hear them. Comment on the video below or head over to my website, positiveprofit.com. That's positive with a P-A-W. Click on the podcast and scroll down till you see send message to Kara. Send me a little message and I'll be able to answer your question on the show. Thanks so much. And I will see you again next time. Until then, don't forget to treat yourself well. Hey, sis, one quick thing before you go. If this podcast episode helped or blessed you in some way, the number one way you can pay it forward is to head over to Apple Podcasts and search for my show, Positive Profit. Leave me a review and subscribe to the channel. Your heartfelt messages of gratitude impact me so much and bring me such massive joy. I would be so appreciative. Don't forget to join the free Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash start a dog treat business and send me your juicy questions at positiveprofit.com. I positively appreciate you and look forward to connecting with you again soon. Until then, don't forget to treat yourself well.